0: I'm sure there were plenty of other podcasts over the years.
1: Yeah, but they all had the same problem. They weren't you, the Cinema Talk podcast. Today we're
2: talking about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, starring Harrison Ford, Kate Blanchett, Karen Allen, Shia LaBeouf, Ray Winstone, John Hurt, Jim Broadbent, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, with a screenplay by David Kep and a story by George Lucas and Jeff Nathanson. I'm Ryan. I'm Brendan. And I'm Connor. And we are back for the last Indiana Jones film before we go to find the dial of destiny. Uh, If you have not listened to our podcast for the original trilogy, please go do so if you are so inclined. Um, But I think generally all of us have been pretty positive on this series um, so far, and we'll see if that continues today. Uh, This is kind of the notorious um, Indiana Jones movie, despite it being a very successful film financially, making almost $800 million in 2008, um, which is a lot of money uh, today, let alone 15 years ago. Um, Easily would have been a billion-dollar film um, adjusted for inflation. Uh, So highly successful, um, kind of surprising that we didn't get another one just based on that sooner. Um, but I guess uh, maybe the um, the Disney sale had something to do with that in 2013 uh, with Lucasfilm. Um, but, you know, mixed reactions, I would say. Um, critics apparently really liked it at the time, hmm. but fans... Basically decried it the way a lot of fans decried the Star Wars prequels. Um, very unpopular among the fan base, um, and it's kind of like the red-headed stepchild of this series, but we are here to talk about uh, whether or not that is a deserved um, reputation for this film. Um, so yeah, I guess I will go into the plot summary real quick, and then we can get into Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Do it. In 1957, Soviet agents led by Irina Spalko kidnap American archaeologist Indiana Jones and his partner George Mack McHale. They infiltrate Hangar 51 in Nevada and use Jones to locate an alien corpse from the Ro- Roswell incident. He locates the corpse before being double-crossed by Mac, but manages to escape to a nearby model town. The town is destroyed by a planned nuclear detonation, but Jones survives in a lead-lined refrigerator before being rescued and and interrogated by the FBI. Didn't know that this was a sequel to Oppenheimer. That's weird. Um, Returning to Marshall College, Jones is informed that he has been placed on an indefinite leave of absence. Uh, Young Mutt Williams approaches Jones and informs him that a former colleague of his, Harold Oxley, found a crystal skull in Peru before being abducted alongside Williams' mother. Soviet agents attempt to capture them, but the two escape and travel to Peru. There they find carvings made by Oxley, which lead the pair to the grave of Francisco de Oriana, uh, which contains a crystal skull. Leaving the grave, the two are captured by the Soviets and taken to a camp in the Amazon. They are reunited there with an adult Oxley and Williams' mother, revealed to be Marion Ravenwood, who informs Jones that Williams is his son. Spalco explains to Jones that she believes that the skull uh, to be alien in origin and from the mythical city of Akator, also known as El Dorado. Jones reveals that Oxley is attempting to communicate through automatic writing, discovering a route to the city. While en route to Acator, uh, Jones retakes the skull from the Soviets and escapes uh, from them alongside Ravenwood, Oxley, and Williams, allowing Mac to accompany them after he claims to be a CIA agent. After transversing several waterfalls, Jones and his companions locate a rock formation which leads them to Akator, evading the city's guardians and reaching a large temple. There they find evidence of the city being built by aliens and enter a large chamber which contains 13 crystal skeletons. The Soviets, who had been following transceivers planted by Mac, arrive there as well. Spauku takes the skull and places it onto the one headless skeleton. It awakens and telepathically offers a reward to Spalco, who demands to know everything. Uh, As an interdimensional portal opens above the chamber, the skeletons combine into a reanimated alien, which transfers an overwhelming amount of knowledge into Spalco's mind, killing her. Jones, Oxley, Ravenwood, and Williams escape as Mac is drawn into the portal. As the city crumbles, a flying saucer rises from the ruins and departs for another dimension. Jones and his party return to the United States and afterwards he is reinstated at Marshall College and promoted to associate Dean Ravenwood and Jones finally marry and that is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull uh, initial thoughts Woo-hoo.
1: yeah um, I I, it's, it's interesting because this, this movie was pretty much universally panned by the fans when it came out um, and I think that opinions have softened on it a little like in, in the past I think so kind of like this um,
2: also like the star wars prequels
1: yeah i'd say that's fair um i didn't loathe this movie i think i just didn't get it like it was pretty straightforward but like in the end i was just sort of like what was the point of all that um I don't know. It like it, it. wasn't horrible by any means. I thought it was a little corny at times, um, but I thought, you know, for coming out in the early 2000s, it, it captured a lot of the elements of the originals fairly well. I mean, like, you know, it, like I, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm watching a whole new series right now uh, the way that I do with some, you know, films that have come out following initial releases. Um, what do you mean? What yeah, the point of it all was? Just, like, the journey. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it when we get to those scenes. But, like... I, I mean, like, just with the ending and, and everything with the Crystal Skull. I'm, I think I'm a little confused as to, like, why... Why any of it, like... Like, I understand what they were going for. But, like, then it ended up not doing anything. But, anyway. We'll get to it. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. That was just... I had a little bit of, of trouble sort of following the adventure like you know the the reasons for the adventure um after you know they found mary and 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 oxley but yeah we'll get we'll get to that um yeah so brendan interesting
0: indiana jones is an archaeologist and he really likes old things so he does (laughs) um (laughs) i think the most outlandish part of this movie is the plot um the I mean not far off from what you were saying Brennan the the just the journey itself um, but I also think that is every Indiana Jones movie I think having this this thing that they want and they go get and they always have somebody else after them that wants the same thing um, makes it an Indiana Jones movie uh, upon a rewatch which the only time I had, watched it before was in theaters with like a family that I was family friends with um that was the only time I'd seen it uh upon re-watching it I thought I was gonna hate it because everybody talked about hating it uh as we have mentioned it is panned by by fans I didn't hate it at all I thought it was fun and entertaining the entire time um the only like I said, the only negative was how outlandish the concept of like we got alien skulls and they know everything and that was mainly the the plot. Um or, or that was the the uh what everything culminated to in the end. Um, and that's fine, and especially, I think, having working uh, at the time, working with CGI and everything, being like, hey, CGI's the new thing, we gotta make everything CGI, they went with their most outlandish thought, because they were like, well, what's more CGI than fucking aliens? Let's do it. So they threw aliens into the mix. Uh, but, yeah, spoiler alert, I didn't think this movie
2: was that bad. Uh, yeah, I don't think this movie is anywhere near as bad as what some people will have you out to believe. Um I don't it is not on the level of the original trilogy. I I will say that um but I think it is a still a fun adventure film for a good majority of it. There is a few things that we will get into. There's like three big things that I dislike in this movie. Temple of um, Doom is worse. No no it is not. Ooh!
1: Fighting words.
0: Connor no, said something not. Ryan doesn't like
2: <laughs> no um, I think Temple of Doom remains probably my like favorite adventure, but I will stand by it as not the best movie because of the the bad things in that movie um the racism um but yeah no i I like this movie fine, um, and we'll get into the specifics um but it's it's an Indiana Jones movie, I don't think it's that much worse than um the original trilogy i think it's all kind of on the same playing field because it's a spielberg movie in the end and he makes good movies most of the time not all the time we reviewed ready player one that movie's not good um but yeah so my biggest compliment to this movie is going to be the first 20 minutes i think the beginning of this movie is very fun it is very silly um them going through area 51 is a great action scene. I love the way that Mac turns on Indy in that scene. He's using all his archaeology skills to, like, find the skull. That's fun. Um, And then uh, I really like the nuclear detonation scene. I think that's really fun. Um, So I don't know how you guys feel about those first 20 minutes, but I think they're easily the best 20 minutes of the movie for me.
1: Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I think that, like... (laughs) It, the blast itself doesn't make that much sense because he probably would have been like killed by eh. the like yeah. Um, have you seen Jackass
0: three? No, I haven't. Well, in it, Stevo gets launched into the sky in a porta potty and is kind of <laughs> like a fridge from the nineteen fifties if you think about it. So a person can survive it.
1: Oh, I wasn't talking about like being launched in the fridge. Uh, I I meant like from the nuke itself, like the radiation from from the blast. It you was it
0: was a, there was an old fridge. Those things. It was lead
1: lined
2: Yeah, you can't get into those things. It's lead lined
1: I meant when he got out because he's like standing like. Yeah, you know, that's just, fair. Like, staring he, at the mushroom.
2: He, the blood. dial of destiny might be about him having cancer. Who knows?
1: Oh no. From um, radiation
2: poisoning. I don't know
1: yeah can't um, judge it yet i thought it was fun though i mean like you know i thought that the shootout was was fun I, I mac was just such a like oh here we go like he's gonna get betrayed like i, I saw it coming from a mile away but it, it was still fun um Cate blanchett you know did what she could with with this character um i you know just sort of like there there wasn't a lot to go on admittedly but like you know it was fun i mean like it was a fun shootout i thought the reference to the Ark of the covenant being there and like cracking it open um that was fun you know i was like oh hey there it is i i recognize that um yeah it it was it was a cool cool action scene and i also appreciated i will say this um in these first couple action scenes that they didn't like hold harrison ford back at all like they weren't like oh indy's an old man now so he can't do stuff they were like no he's still like doing like crazy shit like you know whipping onto light posts and like swinging onto them and causing fights and and getting super lucky like accidentally shooting someone in the foot like yeah i don't know i thought it was i thought it was fun
0: they originally wanted to make his uh whip cgi and he said i need to i need to use the whip and that's is that true? that's true they were they oh, wow. they that's why like a big chunk of it uh, not why but that is one of the main things that they were like we got cgi which means we don't need that whip and he was like uh uh i need the whip like that's i'm gonna yeah. use the whip i hit has to be real and i'm like yeah respect respect harrison um i the, the only thing I can't get out of my head about the first scene, or the first 20 minutes, I guess, my, my biggest gripe with it, like as good of a scene as it is, especially for an Indiana Jones movie, I think it fits really well with the series. I hate the fact that one of the main things we as the audience have to grasp onto is this thing is so magnetic that we are trying to find in here. <laughs> Somebody yeah. give me their gunpowder. Watch and then he throws it in the sky like fucking david blaine with cards and then like (laughs) the the shit carries through the sky i'm like it's that magnetic if it was that magnetic wouldn't all of the metal in the room already fucking be there like you can't just throw the gunpowder and be like see it's that way i'm like no uh uh-uh. i get it if you're close like that makes sense i understood like dropping the marbles on it or whatever and then seeing it like hit the thing but when you're 90 miles away from it in the fucking warehouse like you can't just throw gunpowder and be like aha it's 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 leading us to it like some ominous force in the distance i'm like no 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 uh (laughs) that that was my biggest gripe with this first scene but besides that there were only like there were three of those instances in the entire movie that made me complain like there were just those kind of pieces that i was like that wouldn't fucking work or like am i supposed to believe that no
2: uh and that was one of them just one step too far a little bit of silliness yes
1: um a tad too silly
0: because if it's based in reality if if that if that concept is trying to be based in reality and it's so far off from reality i'm gonna notice it
2: yeah yeah um these movies are silly. They've always been silly, but yeah, there's there's always a, a step too far. Um I guess in this also, I wanted to stay positive in this, but um so Kate Blanchett is one of our great actors. She is fantastic. Tar is amazing. She was great in it. I don't think I've seen her be worse in a movie than in this movie. Mm. I very much dislike her performance in this character. Uh, and this, this is not a knock against Kate Blanchett as an actor, again she is one of the best working actors that we have yeah. but this accent and this character is just nothing there is nothing to this character there is nothing to this performance it is just her being a mustache twirling villain and I, I, I don't care about this character at all and every time she's on screen I'm like God just please stop
1: cut to someone else um Talk to someone else
2: yeah so i that is one of my three big issues with this movie is that i just i don't like kate blanchett um at all and i i don't i don't know yeah she's just the villain in this series that has worked the least for me um it, there was just there was nothing to she would just like i am soviet comrade i will get skull in knowledge and i was like okay are we... This is just all we're doing?
1: Great. That's her whole character.
2: <laughs> and um, it wasn't even like it, the Nazis and Raiders where they're like, oh, we're going to get the, the Ark so that we can have, like, a super army. Like, there wasn't any of those stakes. It, it. I don't really know what she wanted for the Soviet Union besides, quote-unquote, knowledge. But it's like this, this indistinct, amorphous motivation that doesn't do anything for me besides... <laughs> Communists are bad. It's the 1950s. There's the Red Panic. Like, I don't know. Or Red Scare. Whatever. Well,
0: what Uh, Brendan said is pretty dead-on, I think, is that she did the best with what she was given. And sometimes as an actor, you just gotta fucking make do. And I think she did that. Um, She, once again, I'm the only one who hasn't said it yet, but Kate Blanchett, great actress. Uh, She (laughs) is yeah this character i i do agree is just very like one dimensional in the way that it's like haha she's russian and she wants it that's that's what we that's what we're here for she's got to be the one who who wants it and um uh the writing was just like that that was that was the lackluster part of it um mm-hmm. and i and i love david david kept uh, he wrote he wrote Snake Eyes, uh, with Nick Cage, and gotta love Snake Eyes with Nick Cage. Hey, and Jurassic Park, you know,
1: and Jurassic Park, that too. Okay,
0: but Snake Eyes with Nick Cage is what I was talking about. So. <laughs> Important. <laughs> Because I was like, when I saw his name on the screen, I'm like, I know who that is. And then I checked, and I was like, yep, Snake Eyes, Nick Cage, got it. I I think you were the
2: only person
0: that went, oh, I know that, Snake Eyes. Yeah, I had to, I I just ran through (laughs) his, like, little filmography there, and then, like, on the third line down, I'm like, there it is, Snake Eyes, Nick Cage, got it.
2: Yep, also not Spider-Man or, you know, um, Jurassic Park or what was the other one? Oh, um Mission Impossible, you know. It was crazy
0: because I I was going through them and then I was like, I was like, haha, Snake Eyes, Nick Cage," and I was like, "Spider Man, Jurassic oh, Park." No oh, he did Mission
2: Impossible. <laughs> wow.
0: <Yeah. laughs>
2: but I, first, I Snake Eyes. Oh
1: well, yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, switching gears a little bit here, just like how they've been incorporated all of the like aspects of the '50s into the movie, like very much like your oh, I went to a 50s-themed diner nostalgia. And also the KGB is here. Um, but, you know, we then pretty soon after this, we get Mutt Williams uh, after uh, Jim Broadbent shows up to to Indy's classroom and is like, oh, sorry, you're fired. Also, I had to quit. But Life also sad, not fired. Dead, kind dead. of fired. Kind of fired. Half fired? I don't know. Half fired. I don't know. You're firing me. Yeah. Um, but, I, I don't know, I appreciated a lot of the aspects, like, especially when they go to the diner and then they start off, like, the sort of, like, outsider-style brawl um, when he punches that dude in the face. To uh, get
2: out of the scenario, though, that's fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was fun, it was a fun little thing. And then the motorcycle chase we get, which I actually, I thought it was pretty fun. Um, I thought, you know, going through the library was, was a nice nice little touch, um
2: i like the joke when the student asks him about the homework that's funny (laughs)
1: and he's like you want to be a good archaeologist you got to get out of the library and then he rides off on a a motorcycle like imagine being like that fucking student your professor just like gets fired that day and then rides through the library gives you some advice and then one-liner mic drops as he's riding out on a fucking motorcycle i think that would change my life yeah probably I'll be surprised if that kid's not in uh, Dial of Destiny. That's something. Yeah, that's
2: actually, um, that's actually his new son.
1: Yeah, um, it's his new son.
2: Plot twist. <laughs> You're my um, new son now. <laughs> so, yeah, you you brought up the name. Um, yeah, Mutt Williams, Shia LaBeouf. I think that Connor has some opinions, so I'm going to s- toss it over to him because he had a very physical reaction when the first words were of mutt williams were uttered by brendan
0: (laughs) i i was just excited that we're talking about mutt (laughs) i i i I could see that well i don't know i think i i thought going back to this movie that i'd be like oh shia labeouf god i can't believe we hired him for this movie as if i was part of the hiring process uh i i can't believe we i can't believe we as a collective let him in this movie And then I was like, you know what? I don't mind this. I think it was a great decision. I think at the time for stars that they had attainable for a role like this, Shia LaBeouf was not a bad option. And he proved it. And he was like, you know what? I understand what I got to do here. He had he done Transformers yet? Yes. Okay, yep. so he had done. He was like, "All right, this is gonna be my next big thing," and I think it was pretty big. I think, I mean, like you said, eight hundred million dollars. That's not that's not anything to to shy shy at. That's not anything to
1: sneeze at.
0: Sneeze at. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I was thinking shy away from at the same time. I was thinking shy shy away from. Um, yep. There you go. So. <laughs> i i really i i liked his character um throughout the movie and not that we're there yet but there is like the main the big chase scene toward the end through the jungle and everything uh he is a main part of that and i think he also like just made it his in a lot of ways as well um
2: yeah i i I like him brendan counterpoint
1: I don't know. I I think he was fine. I mean, obviously, Shia LaBeouf is not a great person. Um, That has often sort of, like, ruined movies for me is when someone comes out and is, like, a bad person. Like, I was talking to, I mean, obviously not on the same level, but, like, you know, with everything that's happened with Chris Pratt in recent memory, like, it's hard for me to go back and watch Guardians of the Galaxy now. Um, Obviously, you know, that's a lot of, with Chris Pratt, it's like, conjecture and just like shitty things he might have said not actual personal belief not yeah personal beliefs not physical abuse like Shia LaBeouf has done I'm trying to think of who else like from that time period even would have been like I don't like an option like uh, you know like if like who who were who else were like the young stars of of those years that like could have been a like convincing Harrison Ford son I'm just trying to think Hayden
2: Christensen
1: <laughs> yeah, perfect. Let's bring him back. Because um, it
2: went so well the first time.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they would be ecstatic to have him in another Lucasfilm's project. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, like, I, Jake Gyllenhaal is coming to mind, but I don't know if huh. he could have done it. Um, Maybe.
0: I'm thinking of like 2010 heartthrobs, and I'm just like hmm. nothing. I mean, we got Zach Efron, but he was just on the upswing, and I think he was a little like too new, and sure. I don't know, like a hair know over just, the eyes,
2: be like, "You're yeah. not my dad." <laughs>
0: yeah, and uh, I want to play basketball and so I, I can like, do both. Fucking Elijah Wood was the other thought I had, but he's not
2: like tough enough for it. He's not Indiana Jones' son. I I like Elijah Wood. I I don't. <laughs> What? Who's that? Daniel Radcliffe, maybe. Also, not who I associate with offspring of Harrison Ford. Yeah, so that's that's what
0: I mean. Like in this in this context,
2: they really nailed it. I think. Okay. Second thing I didn't like about this movie: Shia LaBeouf as Mutt Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Wholeheartedly disagree. I um I don't think Shia LaBeouf is bad and everything. I don't think he's necessarily a bad actor. Um. Again, also not a as said, not a good person. But uh, he has been very good in movies, specifically Honey Boy. Um, even though I know that that's where a lot of abuse happened, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, he's not good in this movie. I, I he annoys the shit out of me almost as much as Spalco. Um, there are moments, like Connor said later, that um, he's good in action scenes, but the character overall annoys the shit out of me when he's like hey that's my mother when indiana jones is just like yeah there's a lot of people named mary that i've known in my life like calm the fuck down dude jesus christ um my least favorite shot well i might not one of my least favorite jones in in that scene say calm
0: down basically i think yeah (laughs) okay so Um, i think it's on purpose that he does i know but i just
2: it is so over the top it is so over-the-top and stupid that I just didn't go with it. Um, but um, the the shot when he comes out of the, the mist and he's on his motorcycle the first time we see him, I went, fucking hell. No, this is not going to go well. And it didn't. Um, no, I don't like Mutt. I don't think he works as his kid. Um, it's just – it is one of the – it is the two out of three things that I dislike about this movie – and I am glad that he is not going to be in Dial of Destiny. And hopefully they just write him out of existence um, in the new movie. Um, yeah, he... Probably. I think that's probably where they're going to go. Um, I, I don't know if he would have been in this movie if it wasn't... You know, if it was five years ago before all the stuff about Shia LaBeouf came out. Um, I don't think so, just because of how poorly received he was in this movie... But I could be wrong. Maybe they could have had, like, a little cameo, um, like Rocky's Kid and Rocky Balboa. I don't know. But, yeah, no, it's it's an annoying section of this movie um, for me when they're just sitting there talking. But, again, once he's up and moving, they have that action scene in the forest um, where they go and find the crystal skull the first time. Um, that image of the... Um, the one attacker getting the poison dart back into his mouth is like seared into my memory. That was another one um, that when I saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that now." And then I love the line when he's like, "You're a teacher," and he says, "Part time." That's fun. That's a classic Harrison Ford smirk at the camera um, moment that I really liked. Yeah. So we get to we get to the 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 big reveal that we are we are we have a mythical magic alien skull as our uh, um, device this our MacGuffin this time and I guess that's fine as a concept because we've had voodoo, we've had the Ark of the Covenant, we've had the Holy Grail I guess an alien head works for the 50s I understand where you're going with that um, it is I guess a step to a, a whole nother level Um, of this series where we're going from Christian artifacts and uh, voodoo to interdimensional beings. Uh, I have a feeling that Dial of Destiny is not going to acknowledge that at all again. Um, I don't know. How do you guys feel about the fact that we are dealing with interdimensional aliens and magic skulls as our MacGuffin this time?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... Fine. Like it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, like, I guess, you know, it's, it's somewhat interesting considering like just the point of history that we're dealing with at this point in time. But like, I don't know. I mean, I think when we get to the actual aliens later in the movie is more so when my problems manifest with it. Um, If it was
2: just the skull, maybe it wouldn't be such a big deal.
1: If it was just the skull and, like, some mystical alien powers and they weren't actually showing, like, this is, like, a one-to-one replica of what the alien looked like without its flesh. Like, uh, also, that's not how bones work. Just saying. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... But they're interdimensional beings. Okay, well, (laughs) still... I know um, I'm not
2: actually arguing for this movie. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. I it's you know, it's it's something. But I like the skull itself. I don't have that many problems with. I think it's a fine MacGuffin.
0: Big old diamond skull. Uh, it looks like a diamond to me. When they first find it, it looks very shiny, and it's like it looks like it's made of of. It looks like it's something out of a video game, but I also don't mind it. Uh, I don't know. Everything Brendan said, I kind of agree with. It's just the the way they they make it important at the end feels very tacked on and uh, messy. Um, Being like, there are 13 of them, and once you get it all together, they make one big alien, and it turns into a flesh, and it's real. It's like, I could have done without it, but whatever. Go for it
2: yeah it, we'll get to the ending when we get there, but i I think I agree with Brendan. at this point, it's not the end of the world. Um, it's a funny, fun little thing um to be um, a device that they use throughout the movie, but it is it, it 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 teeters on the edge and then it will fall over later. but um I like when they get captured. Uh, we haven't really talked about mutt too much or not mutt um, Mac. Uh, I like the betrayal in the beginning, and then him being a foil. It gives like that personal stakes to um the Soviet side, um with Indy beyond it just being like, oh, there's the bad guys, which I think you have to have. Um, I forget the name of the uh the guy working for the Nazis, um in Raiders, but it, it's kind of that same sort of dynamic. Um, except they were friends for twenty years, which I I like. I like that, and I like how (laughs) he makes it seem that, you know, oh, I'm just doing it for the money, and then he tries to even, you know, double-cross them again. I think it might be, like, one time too many of uh, Mac switching sides, but overall, I like this character, and I like him and Indy's dynamic. I like when he's, like... I'm going to break your nose as soon as I get out of here. And then like 10 minutes later, he actually punches him as soon as he gets out of there. And they have that fun dynamic. I like Ray Winstone in this movie. Also, another character that we get uh, introduced to here is Harold Oxley, uh, played by the late great John Hurt, who really was not given much to do in this movie.
1: Which is unfortunate.
2: Yeah, I love John Hurt. Um, Fantastic actor. Basically, all he does is mumble for the first good bit of this movie which feels like a little bit of a waste of John Hurt's talents but I think I I think that is my only complaint is that they underused him not that I dislike the character I I think Ox as a character is an interesting um, foil to be like this is Mutt's surrogate father this is Indy's old friend and also now he's lost his mind because of the crystal skull and it gives you that little bit of weight because you you can tell by the characters interactions that he used to be this like Highly put together professor, um, to see him at this point is uh, is interesting, and I like the the ending. Then when he like uh, snaps out of it, and it's oh, there's the John Hurt we all know, um, works for me um, as as a as a, another foil for Jones and the crew. And my favorite bit of Harrison Ford's acting in this movie is when Marion walks out. And he just turns into like a little schoolboy, and he's just like, "Oh gosh, Mary. <laughs> and then she just like blows past him. Yeah. I that that, and then he snaps right back into Indiana Jones. That is like my favorite moment of the movie. That's not an action scene. He uh, he plays that so well. Uh, Karen Allen is is very fun um, back in this movie, um, and they're they're cute. I don't know if I ever buy them falling back in love to the point that they get married at the end of the movie but i think they are very cute yeah what do we think about the return of marion
1: they're they're fun together i mean like i i sort of knew like that she came back in this movie and after the first one i was like okay we're gonna see her again um knew that mutt was her son and you know i was like okay but like it's fun it's a fun inclusion you know i think she does a great job um it's, it's a, like, she is also a MacGuffin for part of the movie, in a way, I would say. Like, because they're like, oh, we gotta get Marion back. um And then once they do... Like, this is the thing that I'm having trouble with, is that, like, they're like, oh, we gotta return the skull. But, like, also they're like, well, we just want to get Marion and Oxley back. So once they do that and they escape, like, why do they continue on to the temple? Because Ox is, ex- is obsessed, I guess? I don't know. Hmm. Like these That's, that, yeah. these are the problems I have. It's just a little little confusing. But yeah, no, I th- I thought the scene of the reunion was cute and you know also pretty soon after that like we do the snake in the quicksand bit um and then they're on the road again and and uh, you know, we get the got to uh, have the snake scene. Got to have the it's snake Indiana scene. Indiana Jones it's movie. Indiana Jones. Um and we get the reveal that that Mutt is is Indy's son.
2: Which... Which did I don't know was that something was that supposed to be a surprise because like I feel like it's just so in the consciousness now and again like Connor I saw this movie when I was eight in a theater yeah. and I've just always known that mutt was his son, um, so I don't know I don't know if that's supposed to be a twist that is just like lost on me now, but I don't know if that was like part of the marketing or anything that he was going to be his son, um, I don't think I it did kind of no, um. It, this movie, I think, wanted to set up a Shia LaBeouf sequel, like Indiana Jones the third, like he was supposed to take over, I think. I think that's kind of what the ending was supposed to be, and I'm glad that that didn't happen, not just because I, you know, didn't like his performance or didn't particularly like this character. It's just, I think, I think Harrison Ford is this series. It's the same thing that they were going to reboot it with Chris Pratt, and I was against that. Not oh, because God. of Chris Pratt specifically, just because... This series is Harrison Ford, and I don't think you need to go beyond that. Um and I'm glad that the Dial of Destiny is Harrison Ford and not Chris Pratt or whoever they would have ended up casting for a remake.
0: I don't think um, they were trying to set up a Shia LaBeouf thing because the it had they had they actually tried, he would have put on the hat at the end. He That's true did not true. and Harrison walked by him and was like fucking get your own hat like <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> and he walked my... out of the the church and put it on himself i'm like that's cool i remember seeing that and being like haha nice like that is that is good that they understand that Let like, understand that harrison is the indiana jones and they cannot do
2: anything else about it mm-hmm. yeah. again i i'm glad that they did not ever steer away from actually steer away from Harrison in this series. Um so we're going to Acator, we're going to Eldorado. Um I'm glad that they included the term El Dorado, because I would not have associated Acator with Eldorado. Nope um if not. Um and this this whole middle of the climax, or like leading up to the climax, the the end of the second act of this movie, works really well for me. Before we get to Acator Akator is kind of the, the area where that stops for me. But, this whole lead-up, them f- fighting through the forest, really fun stuff. The ant stuff scares the shit out of me. It can't be an Indiana Jones movie without a snake scene, and it can't be an Indiana Jones movie without some sort of body horror. And these ants eating somebody fucking scarred me when I was a kid. That was like I know going into the series, I was like, I remember one thing about Crystal Skull, or two. Mutt Williams and these fucking ants who eat people. And... It's a fucking scary scene. Like for a PG thirteen action kids movie, this is some scary stuff. Like an like a just rabid ants killing and eating you. I don't know. I thought it was a great
1: scene. Yeah, it's it's kind of terrifying. I mean, like just with the body horror aspect, like the ants just like going into like every orifice, into like his mouth and eyes and shit. It was probably his butthole. Probably his butthole. Probably uh-oh um
2: thanks for that image connor
1: thanks for that image but yeah I uh, you mean, said it i guess the ants were afraid of the skull and the power that it radiates that that's what happened there and that's why Oxen that was,
2: was silly and fun yeah it was a fun way to get out of the scene i guess
1: yeah i don't um, really understand it but okay
2: and, and I also like the, the the fight scene before that in the forest. Like, like you said, Connor, uh, the scene that's kind of um, mutts when he's sword fighting and stuff, and he has fun interactions with Marion. He's like, no, put the front foot forward. He's like, it's not a fight, Mom. We're not yeah, a match, that, Mom. that whole thing, I think, was a really good scene. I
0: think the fight scene was really well done, well choreographed, just a, an overall fun thing to watch. Like, that's when I was really... I watched this movie while I was at work because it was so dead at work. So I brought my laptop and watched it there. And I remember that part being a part that I like sat in front of the screen the whole time for instead of like doing something else at the same time. Oh. And I was like, ooh, this is fun. Uh, but yeah, th- that, that, that the ant scene also also got me just because... Um, I was told about the ants. I didn't remember there being ants. The two things that I remembered from this movie was uh, him getting shot out of the the, um, the 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 tiny the shanty town with um, in mm. the in the, the fridge, nuke. and and then Kate Blanchett's eyes like exploding in the final scene where she's getting all the knowledge. Mm. Uh, those are the only two things I remember. But when talking to somebody about it. They were like, oh yeah, and the ants that ate the guy. I'm like, what? And then I got to see it again. I'm like, oh that. Yeah, that's that's
2: fun. <laughs> yeah. They it's fun that they visit my favorite Call of Duty Black Ops three map, Nuketown. Dude. In this movie. I remembered
0: yeah. that and I saw it and I was like, That looks like the black that looks like the Call of Duty game.
2: That, Call of Duty Call Black of Duty. Ops three was like the only Call of Duty I played. And I played it for, like, one year when I was 13. I made it my personality like every good 13-year-old did. Solid. Um, but I have not played any before or after. But, yeah, that was a fun map. Um, but, yeah, the one thing that I hated, I'm not, like, angry about it the way I've seen some people angry about it online. It's so fucking dumb when Mutt gets up into the trees and starts sweating like the monkeys that is just, that It was the one step of ridiculousness too far that I was like, no, no, Mutt is not, Mutt is not doing that. And Stop. to
0: think he was going was the same silly. speed as the I cars know.
2: that were driving through the forest of like, no, you're not. You are not yeah. going that fast. <laughs> I don't care how fast you start swinging. You are not swinging 80 miles an hour.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I was just like, oh, okay, this is happening, I guess. He would have been having this dumb.
0: Had to go like double the speed he was, just because when you swing, it's on that kind of like you get a little, and then it has to go back. So when he got to like that apex, he had to grab onto the next one, and there was obviously some like give to the next. And it's like you'd have to be going fucking like this throughout the whole thing in order to get there in order to keep up with everybody else, I'm like, this, that was another thing that my brain was just like, I can't keep on to this. This
2: is not, not makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Not only did he have to keep up, he stopped, they kept going, so he would have had to catch back up also. Yeah. And then, and then get to, the, it was just, yeah, no, So it he would have had
1: to go faster.
2: <laughs> he would have had to go like 100 miles an hour. Nope, doesn't work. But again, silly movie, but that is, there is extents. There, there are levels um, that this movie just goes over a little bit, not to a disastrous level, not to a point where I think this is an awful, stupid movie, just to the point where I'm like, oh, no, that pulls me out of it instead of just leaving me in like the, the other three movies. Um, so we get to Acrator, and this is where my enjoyment of the film stops. I think up until this point, I've had these, these little things where, you know, I don't love Mutt, I don't love Spalco, but overall, again, we haven't said it because it goes without saying. Harrison Ford is great in this movie. Um, he he just knows this character. Um, but once we get to Akator, I don't know. There's just kind of nothing left in this movie, and it it does go over that, um, over the over the top. I, I I guess I forgot to mention. I do like the um the waterfall scenes right before it. I think that's funny. Mm. Um, it's a good moment. Um. The three times it drops, uh, coming f- to fruition. I I like that, but no. I once we're here at Akator, I just completely want this movie to end.
1: That's fair. I mean, I just I guess the puzzles are you know sort of light from that point out. They're like okay, we got a speed run to the end. Get to the final chamber. Um, I don't know. I like I I guess sure. The the like the stairs scene was fine i guess you know with the the sand pouring out and and the spikes and then Mm -hmm. also they get into the room filled with treasure and Max like oh i love i love treasure i'm such a fan yeah i it
2: i don't know is this movie also kind of racist i think it is
1: i think so
0: what are we doing guys who's it racist toward this time give me something
2: like Peruvian indigenous people. Yeah, it was 1957. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Great reasoning, guys. Great reasoning that this is a racist movie. <laughs> I wasn't saying the whole movie's racist. I'm saying that this is a stereotypical portrayal of yeah. indigenous cultures.
1: Dep- depiction of indigenous peoples.
2: They wrote this in what
0: 2008. Yeah. Yeah. They probably did their research. I know none of us did our research about this, but they probably did their research about what they looked like or acted like back then. And I'm sure they wanted to at least show some of what Assuming was going that on in of Peru. the
2: series that did what they did to Indian culture in Temple of Doom is a bold statement, Connor. In 1980 something, right? Yeah, this but is what's
0: 2008, the... they already knew about cancel culture up there now Uh, in 2008 did they yeah yes i said that (laughs) okay i I, like i don't see any reason why we're gonna then go back on on crystal skull just because they had the i don't know 10 minutes not even of of like indigenous people in this temple or surrounding this temple that were kind of keeping it safe i think they did a great job of then showing that the russians just kind of came in and killed everybody because that's exactly yeah, what the russians true. would have done it's like they, they they got that part of history right they were just mowing people down and i think i think they didn't need to show it but since they did they made it a very minute part of it and then they were like well they didn't really pose that much of a threat because they these guys have guns and they do not. Like it, it was, I think, if anything, it showed uh, colonialism at its best
2: <laughs> or
0: worst. Uh, yeah. I, yes. Correct. Yeah. Um, admittedly,
1: I haven't done enough research to know what the indigenous people of Peru are like. Um, I, I, I have no idea if they did either. So I have no grounds to base it off of either way. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, you know, with, with the culture and the, like everything being sort of based around this alien spaceship, it's hard to say.
2: Yeah. I, again, it's not ruinous. It was just one of those things where I'm like, is this always how indigenous people are going to be? Um, and the answer in these movies are, are pretty much. Yes. But your point about colonialism is definitely correct. Connor. Um, so, yeah, let's skip to the, the big climactic scene. Again, I am fully checked out of this movie by this point. Um, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't understand why 13 skeletons going together becomes an actual alien. Uh, the CGI doesn't look fantastic, but that's forgivable. It's 2008. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like it jumps the shark a little bit. Like, the silliness of the Indiana Jones movies never got to the point where there was an interdimensional portal right above them and skeletons becoming aliens and people getting sucked into those portals. I don't know. It just it felt like a step too far for the Indiana Jones series. I didn't find it to be a fun addition. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are your guys' opinions on all this, all this uh, sci-fi stuff?
1: I mean i think it's interesting you know like i i've seen obviously we've seen other sci-fi elements in the other like indiana jones movies but the Ark of the covenant although you know that was more supernatural i guess but like i thought it was a, an interesting new angle i think my biggest problem was just the aliens themselves um i i think that like showing them first was a mistake uh fine you know if you want it to be i think it's very much like Ark of the covenant where it's like the villain's hubris asking for all knowledge like oh that's what gets her is is because she was you know like she wanted all the knowledge. But why
2: character motivation
1: yeah she couldn't she couldn't handle the truth um but like you know shout out i, I, I just man. i just think that like having you know having the the like singular alien be there and like again that's not how bones work it doesn't just look like your bones don't just look like you know your skeleton isn't just you with flesh over it like that's not it's not how bones work like it should have had more meat on it like i think that more could have gone into this character design especially because the skull looked like a fucking xenomorph a little bit you know Mm. like i mean weird tie-in but like guess you could do something like that dude
2: i would have been so excited if if this turned into an alien turned crossover a, i actually would have been crossover. all for that
1: yeah that would have been cool um i don't know i just think like little gray man with long head isn't really great grounds for your alien movie but then again i guess sort of like with the roswell incident and the things that went on um during that period of time that's what people were claiming to see so maybe i'm just being a silly silly sammy um and, and i'm just wrong i think it's just a portal like yeah,
0: well sammy i'm thinking you're being real silly right now because oh. it is um it i, I think if uh, calling this i don't know you i know you didn't mean it the way that you said it but it was like saying uh, this this alien movie, like calling this an alien movie, is is weird because we know it as more of an Indiana Jones movie rather than an alien movie. Sure. But I think including the alien, I think if they made an alien that looked any different, we would all be complaining about how weird the alien looked. We would not because the movie wasn't critically success. Sorry, the movie wasn't um uh successful among the fans, and uh th- though the critics liked it it's I think that's something we all would have hung on to and been like but aliens didn't look like that back in 1957 aliens didn't look like that we knew aliens with big black eyes and the gray head and face it's like okay so let's let's cut cut it in half and just make the fucking alien a little gray guy with big eyes like we all know him and have the the whole ending just revolve around like Hey, what's up? There are aliens in this ancient tomb, and we're out of here. We know everything. Peace. Uh, I, I also wanted to add on I think recycling the uh, villain's motivation made this feel like another movie, like a mm. previous entry. Um, and I think they probably could have done something a little more than just like, hey, remember remember what we've said before. Bad guy's hubris always gets him in trouble. It's like, yeah, we know that. We knew this was going to happen. Like, oh, yeah. this guy really wants the gold at the end. Obviously, he's not going to make it out. Like, great. Okay, understood that. Uh, yeah, but on the alien thing, I think they did the best they could knowing that if they did it any differently, people still would have complained that that's just my thought.
2: I think alien design-wise I don't have any issues with it. I think it's just that they wrote themselves into a corner. It feels like with it being all skeletons and all the skeletons coming together to form a sentient like it just felt like they didn't know how to do it. They were like, "Uh, all the skeletons come together into an actual alien and burst her mind with knowledge." Yeah. That I know. Like it was just like it just felt like a weird way out of what they had set up. I don't have an issue, like I said, inherently with the skull. I think just what they do with it here at the end just doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, and again, not the end of the world, but definitely um, a silly a, a silly way to write your way out of this. But again, who am I to say? David Kep has write, written very many good movies. George Lucas Like is... Snake Eyes with Nick Cage. <laughs> like Snake Eyes with Nick Cage. Um, I, like I said earlier, too... Um, it, it, i didn't feel the relationship getting to a point where jones and marion were gonna get married at the end of the film um i think it's fine again doesn't ruin anything for me it just i didn't think that they had gotten back to that point i guess it was supposed to be that moment in the um in the truck where he says, there's no, never been one like you, honey. Which, I think, to be honest, the reason why he didn't end up with Elsa was because she was a crazy Nazi. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there. I don't think that it wasn't that she wasn't Marion Ravenwood. I think it was that she was a crazy Nazi. Yeah. Just an idea. Um, But Willie, there's no excuse. Willie was before, I guess. Willie was before yeah, Marion because it Marianne. was a prequel. So, I guess yeah no i think i think harrison i think india is just blowing smoke out of his butt because i think it was just a crazy nazi yeah pleading crazy nazi um huh. but yeah no i didn't feel like i got their romance to that point but it's fine and i think karen allen's gonna come back in dial of destiny which is fun
1: i don't know i mean like yeah it's it's fun that she's coming back in dial of destiny i kind of wonder if like it w- it's just like a 50s thing where it's like oh well i know we have a kid together so let's legitimize it and We're both old, so let's get married. I feel like that's an excuse in a lot of movies with, like, older characters, is that it's like, well, we're both old, so might as well get married. Like the book club. Yeah, and you know what? I was going to say, you know what is a pioneer of that? (laughs) Book club. Book club. When Jane
2: Fonda and Don Johnson are like, you know what? We don't have to get married because we can stay independent people still in love. Yeah. Gotta love book club the next chapter. What a fucking movie. So glad we covered it. Christ. Um... We're just about done. <laughs> I, I I I'm I'm good. If you guys want to go into final flots and ratings, Brendan.
1: Yeah, um, this is a, it's fine. It's 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 a fine movie. Um, you know, it's fun. It it kept my interest in a way that I think a lot of uh, like other uh Indiana Jones movies haven't necessarily. Um, but I don't know. It's it's just sort of like. There, like, it, it has its problems. I think that the story doesn't necessarily make sense, but, um, you know, I, I think that a lot of the times we're getting sort of like things that are making up with or making up for the lack of movies in the past, like however many years it was since la- between last crusade and, um, and, and this movie. Uh, it felt a little bit like like what they tried to do with Force Awakens, bringing back a lot of that nostalgia. Just trying to get you to be like, oh yeah, remember Indiana Jones? You liked him. You you enjoyed watching his movies. Um, what year was this?
0: Was it two thousand eight?
1: I think so. Okay, so Sounds that would right. have
0: been nineteen years.
1: A nineteen years. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, a long time. Last
0: Crusade was eighty nine.
1: Yeah, I think. I believe you are correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got to no, give my I, review. I you, I, hey, <laughs> I,
0: I remembered. Go ahead. Now
1: you remembered, yeah. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think performance-wise, Harrison Ford is still really great in this movie. He's definitely the best part, um, and I hope that that, you know, I'm sure that, rather, I'm sure that will stay true for Dial of Destiny. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't really say that this was any better or any worse than the last couple. Um, A-minus? i i think maybe, maybe like b, A minus or b plus that is the question Whoa. maybe i mean like that's the thing is that like i my enjoyment levels of of them and like thinking critically you know i like i didn't i didn't hate this movie by any means i was a little confused as to what the point was with the crystal skull if shit was gonna turn out bad but now i sort of now that we've talked about it i sort of see that it's like well, it's just the same thing as, as the Ark of the Covenant, you know? It was like, you don't actually know what's going to happen when you bring this shit together. Like, I mean, for all we know, Indy could have opened the Ark of the Covenant and the same shit could have happened to him. So, like, you know, it, it's it's the same, same thing. And I think that, like, what they were trying to do, they mostly accomplished. I don't really get why everyone was so hard on this movie. I think it honestly was just, like, Shia LaBeouf. Like, and people weren't, like, willing to accept change. It's, it, like, it reminds... Like, the hate for this movie reminds me a lot of the hate for, like, the Star Wars sequels when they when they came out. Like, you know, people that were just, like, they oh... They were
2: deserved for Rise of Skywalker.
1: That's fair. Well, Rise of Skywalker was just... That was due to the problems within its own internal story. But, like, I mean more with, like, Force Awakens. It's away dog car. shit. Yeah, it is. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, like i think within you know it reminds me of the hate that force awakens got where people were like you know Mm. obviously i think force awakens is a much better movie but um yeah i i guess a minus you know like i can't really say that like there were some goofy parts but like just in the context of an indiana jones movie i think i was fine with that yeah a minus i'm gonna i'm gonna sit a solid a minus
0: this movie is good i (laughs) liked it (laughs) i i think in hindsight seeing it again and going into it having like lower expectations um made it good like made it better than i anticipated so i think i gave temple of doom a b plus and i will be giving this a b plus um putting it a hair above Temple of Doom because I think the epicness of uh, modern technology like kind of helped it as well. Um, Like with all the CGI things that they couldn't do back in the day that they could do in this movie, uh, that that kind of stuff really helped. And I did like the ensemble cast uh, more than some people in the group. And uh, I was very entertained throughout. So B plus plus.
2: Yeah, uh, I thought I was going to be the person most positive on this uh, coming in because I watched it and I was like, you know what? It's not that bad. It is not on the same level as the other three movies for me. I, I don't think it's that close. Um, there, I don't have any of the issues um, that I have with this movie where like an entire act of it doesn't work for me um, in any of the other movies. Um, I like this movie a good bit. Harrison Ford, John Hurt. Ray Winstone, like them all very much. Kate Blanchett and Shia LaBeouf. I don't, but, um, I, again, I don't really blame Kate Blanchett that much. I just don't think I've ever seen her, I, I don't think I've ever disliked her in a movie. Um, and I, and I, and I did in this movie. I just, again, I think all Kevin Spielberg gave her was, your crazy communist Russian. Go be crazy communist Russian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess she did the best that she could. But again, disliked the character and did not want to see her on screen. Uh, Karen Allen being back was awesome. Really liked her. Um, she looked like she was having a good time. I liked the action for 90% of the movie. Uh, I think it was all well staged, well done. I think the movie is really pretty looking. by uh, shot by Janis Kaminsky, who has become one of Spielberg's main's colla- main collaborators. He shot West Side Story, which is a fantastic-looking l- film. Um... If you haven't seen that, um, there's a shot in that movie that just still comes back to me all the time. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really like this movie, um, minus those three things, the Spalco, Mutt, and the third act. So I think uh, it's going to be a positive review and I, I knew going into this, it was going to be a C plus or a B minus. And I guess I said more positive. We'll go with a B minus. Um. Again, not on the same level as the original trilogy, but nowhere near as bad as some people will have you believe. So B minus for me for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And next week brings us to we a... have made it to the dial. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Average of a B plus. Average of a B plus. Um, and so next week we will be getting to the conclusion of this series with the Dial of Destiny. We Ooh. will find out if Harrison Ford did a, indeed once again come back to reprise a role just to kill it um i'm guessing like he did with spoiler alert han solo
1: yeah
2: um yeah i i'm i think yes especially like i okay also spoiler alert for a movie that came out two years ago um no time to die um everybody in the reviews for those this is just meta everybody in the reviews um okay 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 connor's not listening Everybody in the reviews for that movie was like, oh, yeah, Daniel Craig's last movie as uh, James Bond. And I was like, hmm,
1: I wonder wonder what that
2: means. (laughs) And everybody in the reviews for this movie are like, Harrison Ford's last Last film film is Indiana Indiana
1: Jones. Jones. And
2: I'm like, oh, okay. I, 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 I think I know what's happening here. Wahoo. But yeah, so we'll be back next week. Mads Mickelson is the Mads. villain. Very fucking excited for that. Um, Love Mads Mickelson. Um and Phoebe waller bridges uh, is going to be um like his main sidekick, which is going to be fun. That's so fun. Um Yay. Yeah, I I I'm looking forward to this movie. I don't know, I don't know. I like James Mangold's movies. I really like Logan. I think Logan's a very it's good a film. Very
1: good movie. Um I really like our our other host on the show. Logan.
2: Yeah. Um, I really like a. I really like Logan. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be weird to have an Indiana Jones movie not made by Steven Spielberg. Um, yeah, that's
1: true.
2: I understand that he was making The Fablemans, and that was a much more personal film for him, and I would rather have him had made that. I'm glad that he made that instead, but it's still a little bit of a bummer. Isn't David Lynch but, in that movie? He is for like yeah. 60 seconds. He makes a cameo as John Ford at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah, we'll be back next week, weekend of release for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny um real quick guys do you want to do uh the other stuffs?
1: let's plug uh we got a lot of other shows on the network um in our backlog go check those out listen backwards that's that's my new advice is i've realized since last time listen to our podcast backwards go find the episode i mean like obviously with series it's a little hard to do that but like don't do that go like start at the beginning of the series start at the beginning of the series but like go backwards in time i mean it'll help you get adjusted to us and also if we say dumb shit as high schoolers which we probably did um you know not me I wasn't here not connor just me and floyd um <laughs> yeah i mean like it it'll help you get adjusted to us you can also follow us on social media all over the place um we're twisted mug media on pretty much everything uh we got youtube we got tiktok instagram twitter um twisted mug media network on youtube you can go see we got fun content on there check it out it's a good time connor
0: in the beginning <laughs> there was man and later on there were let's play channels yeah (laughs) me and brendan have one because we are both men and we have a let's play channel so go watch popsicle meltdown convention on youtube instagram tiktok we play a bunch of fun games and we make each other laugh and giggle like little school boys yeah and uh what are we doing most recently we're uh, and rompa
1: mostly
0: and rompa mainly and um we're gonna we're gonna start playing some mario maker and make each other levels that we each need to complete it's gonna be fun uh, which i think is going to be a very good time
1: oh absolutely and very Uh, but yeah popsicle
0: meltdown convention at popsicle meltdown con on all of our socials uh yeah and follow me just for fun i make music at ronoc and roll r-o-n-o-c capital n r-o-l-l it's been a while since i said that so uh go check me out
2: yeah so we will be back uh next week with the dial of destiny uh hope that everybody goes um to see the movie so they can listen to our podcast or just listen to it without seeing it spoilers we're always going to spoil it though
1: Woo-hoo.
2: um so yeah we'll be back next week thanks for listening guys i'm ryan i'm brendan
1: and i'm connor you've been the Cinema talk podcast Not great. Not a great guy.